0: Don's cast an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie and I'm Nick. And mate, uh, welcome to 2023 of Don's cast. Uh, another year, mate, and um, yeah, let's hope it's a new 20 or new year and yeah, a new new way of playing footy that we'll uh, all enjoy. Absolutely, mate. Uh, you know, we had
1: promise in 2021 when we made the finals. Um, and then it just uh all came grinding to a halt and uh you know, obviously finished bottom four last year. Um a real debacle and, and we really saw at the back end of last year a uh I'd kind of have to say a disintegration of leadership uh at the top, Jane. Yeah. Where <clears throat> I mean obviously, you know, the supporter base has been pretty unhappy for a long time. Um uh and obviously that was um also felt Um, You know, at at board level, Uh, last we saw Barham make the charge um, for leadership. Um, So it's a completely new leadership structure. And, you know, that's filtered all the way through, you know, to a new president, um, new board members, uh, a new coach, James. uh, And now, you know, a new captaincy and leadership structure um, of the club. So... It's um a bit of a fresh slate. Um, you know, and I think uh Brad Scott's done exactly the right thing to sort of uh manage expectations, you'd have to say, and go look, you know, we're still young list. Um uh he's looking at the long-term development, which um, you know, for many of us, we're we're very happy to hear. Um, you know, football focused, but they, they want to get the basics right now. Which will mean that um, you know, it, it's a new, fresh look, Jane. Um, but I won't see success straight away. So um uh as frustrated as we are, having been starved of success for 20 years, mate. Um we're gonna to have to wait a little bit longer. But I think in the long long run, it's uh it's gonna do great dividends.
0: No worries. I was just about to <clears throat> cancel, mate. You just dosed my um enthusiasm. I, mm. you know, I was hoping to get grand final tickets, but yeah. <laughs> on the back of your comment, um, yeah, I'll temper my expectations. But um, no, truth, truthfully, um, you know, there has been you know, a massive change that's happened, um, and we've seen it at pretty much all levels like you just communicated. Now, one negative thing I want to bring up before we go through those changes, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> now, we've, uh, for some reason, the done Dunbar the you know, we don't celebrate 10-year anniversaries of uh, grand final wins. We, just, we decided that, um, or the Herald Sun decided that we should just bring up the drug saga again, just one more time. <sighs> we had a 10-year anniversary of that, mate. And mm. um, through that week, the thing that stuck to my mind, and, you know, I hate talking about it as much as anyone, but I, I need to discuss this, is that <clears throat> something that saddened me was that, you know, between... Past players and greats of our club, Tim Watson and James Heard, had fallen out mm. um, or didn't have a great relationship. And, you know, we don't without rehashing, the thing that stuck to my mind the most was Mark Robinson, who's pretty close to James Heard, basically said that James Heard no longer feels any association with the club uh, and was misled or has a feeling of being misled that Dave Barham and Kevin Sheedy went to his home, and asked him to apply, and basically told him that we'll be making the decision on who the coach will be. And um, yeah, I don't know about you, mate, but if someone knocks on the door and says, "Please apply for this job," mm-hmm. um, and they, yeah, you know, they're the president and you know, a former coach that you've got so much uh, respect for, mm-hmm. um. You would have to think that you're a pretty good opportunity to get this job. And it sounds like that through this whole process, um, you know, James, or at least through Mark Robinson's words, has um basically lost association with the club, which is yeah, terribly sad, I, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely, James. Oh, and perhaps, you know, that gives context to how Sheedy came out. Now, we all had a go at sheets for his comments there. Um so if it is the case that you know Sheeds went along with uh with Barham and you know almost promised him the job if he applied, that does give context to those comments, um, which I think are, are warrant consideration um when we reflect on that. Um uh you know, and the, to me, Jane like yes, it's it's sad if um if Herdy feels that that way towards the club um but honestly um you can absolutely understand from James Hurd's perspective um yeah you know, he has been nothing but a gentleman um I'd have to say yes he made his mistakes but he copped it on the chin Jane um like he apologized for his misdemeanors and um i would say his greatest misdemeanor um was his naivety in in the uh, i suppose the people he trusted um like uh and yeah the club let him down uh, and they continued to let him down um but i guess like from from all that um yeah i think tim watson's comments weren't necessary um i'm honestly pretty disappointed uh in tim watson for uh for coming out like that um to me um causes more divide um
0: than it does you know provide clarity uh, just yeah. um mm. if we jump in my quickly just mm. with tim watson's comments he, he actually said there was no massive fallout between him and herdy and basically said that he um you yeah, know basically um never had that strong of a relationship with him throughout the this so it's not like it's a massive bullet that just
1: happened. No, but but he did say he had like basically no relationship with him. Um yeah. and yeah. like he was um you know pretty strong, you know, through the saga and everything like that. Um and obviously you can understand that, like he's he's the father of Job. Um yeah. uh but like uh, I I think at a at a time where the the club needs to rebuild and and move on from um from the saga which you know occurred ten years ago now. Um yeah, I don't think those those comments were were helpful um uh towards you know building that again. And realistically, like if he if he cared about the club and the and the people um in it and the people that we're associated with, um, like he had no need to um to make those comments. So, you know, and it's easy for me as a as a nothing on the side, like on the bench, like not even on the bench, maybe but in the crowd. Um but I I just think that kind of thing um you yeah, know created a bit more divide um yeah than, than any sort of helpful comment there. Um and um I guess one thing as much as I am optimistic about uh the the future and um I'm very glad that uh Dave Barham was successful in his, his challenge. Um, you know, against Xavier and um, and the president, um, one thing I have been uh disheartened by and and feel a bit of frustration with is it does seem uh to be a bit of appeasement at that level, uh, in terms of thinking, oh, geez, if, if we name her the coach, then uh, you know, that's going to be pretty unpopular, you know, with a number of uh, you know. People within the AFL, uh, but also other club supporter bases and uh supporter base within Essendon. Uh, you know, personally, if if you want to build a high performance culture, uh that outside noise is just that. Um you you need to make the best decisions you believe are in the interests of the club. Um uh so that yeah, if it's true, they're going around promising things and then going, oh, geez, actually, that'll be unpopular. Uh, and then, you know, going back in your word. Uh, that's disappointing to me. Um,
0: yeah, yeah I something. just think you, you don't treat your legends like that. Yep. Um, and you'd be upfront. Um, and like I said, this is all secondary information. It's all of its first hand. So hmm. I'm sure there's some, you know, reading between the lines and so forth that we don't know a total understanding of. But the way it was reported by the Herald Sahn and Mark Robinson, um, I just think that would be terribly disappointing to uh mislead a legend of your footy club. Mm. Um, especially one that, you know, let's face it, went through some terrible times throughout the saga and after the saga and um yeah, I just don't know it's almost you know, terrible that you would put your a person at has had issues uh, dealing with the uh, saga through that process. Um, mm. yeah, I would have hoped for a bit more better, but let's hope that, let's let's put that behind us. That you know, I know I brought it up. I, I I hate doing so, and let's hope that's the end of it. Because um, I must say I'm very happy with the appointment of Brad Scott as coach. Um, yep. You know, everything I've seen from him. Um, that the club's put out has been you know breath of fresh air. Um. You know, one of the criticisms of Truck was that he wasn't strong enough. You know, within the playing group, and also even in press conferences, and even as uh, yeah, you, know, you watch the game, he always seemed to shy away or didn't have the that real resolve when he spoke. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you, but every time Brad speaks, I, I think immediately, gee, he is holding the line. He knows what he's talking about. He he's yeah. definitely going to be focused on these areas and mm-hmm. um. Yeah, I applaud that. You know, it's great to have good leadership that has, you know, strong resolve, and that's what you need in in this industry.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, as you say, Jamie, he, he speaks with such conviction, and um, it's, you know, obviously, you know, he's a, he was a good player in his day. Um, saw the ultimate success uh, a number of times. Um, uh, and then having been senior coach of North for uh, ten years, mate. Um. Yeah, uh, you know, he's obviously had quite a lot of experience in the game um, where, uh, you know, for, for all everyone's enthusiasm, um, that's been tempered by experience. Uh, and then moving to the AFL, um, you know, he's continued in his, um, I suppose, learning of the broader AFL landscape, um, where I guess that allows you to contextualise, you know, what you've seen within your own club and what every other club is doing. Uh, so when he looks at the list and says, look, development, development is where we're going to focus. Um, Like, yes, we want success, but we're not going to see that in the immediate term um, with our current list demographic. Um, So when he says that, you know, with that experience behind him, that gives me a lot more faith and certainty that this bloke, as you say, mate, like knows what he wants, knows what he's after. Um, and he said a number of times he's more interested in building for long-term success um, than potentially like, a uh, you know, some sugar hits um, earlier, which ultimately will leave us where we've been the last
0: 20 years in a mire of mediocrity. Um, yeah, correct. And, you know, we have to get this right this time, you know. Mm. As you said, 20 years have just mean lurking in the you know, almost just you yeah, know, almost um, mentioned in finals or you know any wins, and uh, we know that <laughs> club supporters remind us of the 17 or 18 years now of no finals victories. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's got to start somewhere, and I feel like it's a good starting point. Um, we've hired a new CEO, mate, uh, Craig Bozo, who came from hmm. West Coast. Yep. Um. And he has been very quiet in the back I'm sure he's just focused on his core role and um, we haven't really had too much to hear from him. Um, but I'm sure he's doing a mountain of work. You know, he only started, I think, on the 16th of Jan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's not like he's been with the club, yeah, you know, since October or November. He, he's truly just started. So, um, yeah, he, he's got a mountain of knowledge behind him and, uh, you know, moving states and... Yeah, you know, I'm sure he's learning the lay of the land. Um mm-hmm. so welcome to Craig. Uh new board members we knew about mate. We'll just go through them again. Andrew Welsh, uh great to have him on board. He, you know, real tough edge, and I'm sure he's you know, he's said to have the same kind of convictions with his words, mate. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully he leads us in the right path. Uh David Wills, who's you know, uh, going to be doing the uh, finance uh yeah, which is terribly important. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean Rioli and then Tim Roberts. So, um, you yeah, know, four new board members and, of course, the new president, Dave Barham. And, um, you yeah, know, I didn't want that first segment part, mate, to sound like a real whack to David because I really have been impressed by what he's put together with this fresh start mm. um, and, uh, you know, I'm, you know I'm going to support him all the way through um you know with this because you know he had the conviction and, and the courage mm-hmm. um to go for the basically to shake up the board mate to take control
1: yeah and that, and that's absolutely right but I still think yeah you know, it does warrant a fair whack um because he has made some mis- missteps along the way I mean you know the the previous appointment of the of the CEO which we had to backtrack and then for like yeah you know see a bit of uh public backlash um for that um yeah where yeah old mate then uh yeah considered legal action against us uh, and by reports there was a financial settlement um for that um because they didn't do their due diligence so like as much as we support him and, and all of it i think the the criticism is warranted um but you know as you say um he did um you know, shake up the board. Um, it got change happening, which was um, strongly needed. But um, you know, I, I think you know for each of us, like um, you know, we we all uh, are marked on on our merits for uh, for our actions, uh, and that's both the good and the bad. So um, a couple of missteps, but overall, we are definitely much better. Um, you know, for the for the actions of, of David Barham. And the board um yeah so if, yeah i guess that's my consideration there
0: yeah and well warranted um now the new captain zach merrick uh very happy with this appointment uh, mm. i think zach deserved it um and sometimes we just pick the best player to be captain but with zach i, I really like that he's got you know he's a real standard maker as well um yeah. and you know when you've got this revolutionary change happening um you need a strong leader and, and I think Zach will be that. I think Brad will support him being a strong leader. Um we've heard in the past, you know, that you know, Zach had to learn to temper you know, his demands on you know, as when he was part of the leadership group in uh you know a few years back and was actually later on voted out of the leadership group. Hmm. Um and just the the way that he's you know, been able to rebound back from that and then actually assume the, uh, the captaincy it was fantastic for Zach. But, um, yeah, he, he had the maturity to take a whack and it would feel like a whack if you get voted out of the leadership group, mate. Yeah. Um, especially when you know the players voted. Like, mm. that, that must have been terribly disheartening. But, um, you know, rather than picking up his bat and ball and going home, and um, you know, he's resolved to the point that he's actually won the captaincy from Dyson Heppel and yeah, that's amazing. And um, just before you have your commentary on that, mate, um, Vice-Captain Andrew McGrath, now we've spoken to Rob Shaw many times and he always was strong that uh, Andrew McGrath's a fantastic leader. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I'm sure there was some strong consideration to even um, thrust the captaincy on Andrew, you know, to basically say, hey, this is your team for the next, you know, seven or eight years. But I think you know, going to Zach was more warranted, especially on the back of their performances. Mm. But um, yeah, it says a lot for Andrew, where he, admittingly himself, says that he hasn't really grabbed a spot to make his own in, in terms of you know being trust all over the position. So yeah, you know, when you saw him used in the midfield and in the back. We know he plays his best footy back um, mm-hmm. and that sounds like where Brad wants to play, but um, really strong kick of approval from Brad Scott to make him the vice captain.
1: Yeah, absolutely, James. Um, you know, with the with the leadership, um, like, it, you know, all pre-season we were hearing, you know, Dyson Heppel, like he's everywhere. He's as vocal, if not more vocal, than he'd ever been on the track um, and was showing... Um, the greatest um i suppose leadership uh, of all at the club um but he uh bravely um i'd have to say uh yeah voluntarily um stood down from that position um which i think you know everyone applauds him for um yeah whether, whether there were some backroom talks as to Luke dyson um you know, can't guarantee your your spot every week on the list um uh, but um you know certainly um you know Heppel's led this club um yeah you know, with great integrity over the time he's he's held the gig at you know previous six years um so yeah you know, well on to Heppel uh, for his contribution uh, but I think everyone well most supporters would agree it was time to um uh, to move the captaincy on. I will say that um, there is a real, I suppose, lack of of leadership options at the club. Um, you know, we all know that, you know, between that sort of, you know, 26, 27 to 30-year-old um, demographic, um, we're quite limited on our list for, you know, senior blokes who've been there, done that, um, to really guide our players. We are a very young list. Um, and I would say, you know, of everyone at the club, um, merit was the best option uh, for mine. Um, you know, not only the standard of, of player is and the standard he expects of himself and others, um, but his consistency of performance. And I think that's one thing that um, uh, that we've really lacked for a number of years. That sort of on field leadership, that you know whether you know Merit's having a good day or a bad day he will work his backside off uh, to perform his role to the best of his ability for the team. Um, and I think, yeah, they, they talk about him being somebody who leads by example as opposed to necessarily being the most vocal. And I think that's the thing that um, um, that really sets Merritt, um, I suppose, head and shoulders above anyone else because, you know, Merritt's been targeted, uh, you know, by opposition players. You know, you think of Curvis just crunching Merritt um, uh, but he gets up Jane and he and he goes again um and that's the sort of bloke you can you can follow um as for McGraw absolutely like everyone talks about his, his leadership potential uh but he just hasn't had that consistency of performance over a number of years um and I, I think you know you know if we were young players James and our captain was panic kicking over his shoulder um that doesn't uh I suppose inspire um you to sort of you know want to stand up in that tackle or um, to put your head over the footy um uh you know if your potential captain was um, uh, was was playing in a timid fashion um so now right on to um to merit and mcgrath um so uh yeah I'll, I'll really look forward to you know what their leadership brings um you know both on field and off field, and you'd have to say, you know, with a young list, um, you know, that, that is developing. Um, it's that off field stuff that's going to be vitally important,
0: um, you know, moving into the future. Yeah. Now, um, mate, we had a, a bit of a scratch match against the Gold Coast Suns on Friday. Mm. Very early start, mate, around four o'clock or five o'clock, and um, yeah, I, I did watch it, and you know. I was gearing up for six quarters, or six, I should, I, I did the curse, mate. Can't use quarters when you have six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, six periods of football. Um, But, uh, yeah, we we got four, four or four, so I'm going to nearly do it again, four periods of 25 minutes, yep. then a fifth period of 10 minutes, and then the sixth period was called off. So um, apparently a lot of the players have reached their kilometre, um, Age where the yeah you know, with the, the area of man of should do for that game. Mm-hmm. Um and it was gonna come down to 14 aside at one stage and then you know, it was gonna drop even further. So um probably the best decision was made. Yep. Um but uh yeah, I enjoyed seeing the boys play again. Um look, it wasn't you know, first game, you know, it's not gonna be you know, champagne football. Uh, and it certainly wasn't. Yep. But uh, there was a few little uh, glimpses of the things, mate, that looked very encouraging.
1: Yeah, there was, mate. Um, you know, for so long, um, yeah, we've lacked, know, um, yeah, small forwards. Um, yeah, classy small forwards. I mean, you know, Tipper uh, was basically our yeah, one and only for such a long time, um, and uh, yeah, to see Menzi um, and Alwyn Davy um, in particular uh was was really promising like menzie just seems like a crafty footballer yes he had a couple of mung punts but um uh <laughs> didn't hit their target um uh but davy geez, he's he's got a lick of speed mate and just a classy user of the footy um so it's great to see and also like seeing waller back mate um you know was uh as much as he's coming back a long way you know in terms of um you know, AFL level fitness, um, he hasn't lost his touch. Um, there were a couple of just beautiful moments where he, just his his ability to read the flight um, and to read the play, like to go, yep, um, they're going up for the, the contest. I'm going to, you know, rove this footy. Like that one where he um, roved off the forwards and snapped it through on his left was just a, a sight to behold. Um, so it was fantastic to see. Uh, yeah, that was that was some real highlights. Um uh yeah, and as I say, mate, uh, not the prettiest game to watch, uh, but um, yeah, sh- shook a bit of the rust off. And importantly, um, it's being able to uh you know use the training that you've worked on over the preseason against an opposition, uh, because it's always different going up up against um, you know, blokes who've no doubt trained just as hard. Um uh you know wearing opposition colours uh than your mates that you, you see on the
0: training track anyway. So um yeah better for the run I'd have to say. Yeah. I've got to say uh the commentary left a lot to be desired. Oh, uh, as I did the, really... camera <laughs> the camera work. The camera work thanks to the GoPro um that we <laughs> used. But um honestly no, the the commentary was horrendous. Uh, you know felt like it was like a couple of mates got in there and had pre-reigns of making comments. Um yeah, I just found that pretty uh pretty tough part. Um, mm. I hope that's not a glimpse of what's gonna be on show, but I'll give them uh the credit that I will give our players is that it was only a, a pre season game and um let's hope that uh yeah the the uh product improves from here, mate. But that's uh it. yeah a couple of things that stood out to me as well. I'm, I did like the look of Setterfield. I thought he added something. Um, mm. Yeah, had a little bit of you know, that tall, you know, adding an extra tall to the midfield. Um, yep. And he looked like you know, he'd take a mark and kick the goal there. And um, yeah, I think he would be a nice addition. Yeah, he
1: seemed um, to deliver quite well into the forward line as well,
0: Jane, which was a nice yeah. difference. Yeah. He hasn't been in Essendon long, mate. So uh, let's uh, take a look at um no, we, that's the old effort. And, um, yeah, no, we, we are focused on development. But, yeah, you're right, mate. He, he did use the ball pretty well, I thought. And, you know, as I said, it's just that point of difference of between that bit taller and bigger body. Mm. We need that because, um, you know, Parish and Merritt will find the footy, no problems. But, um, yeah, you do need that bash and crash player. Yeah. Um, Peter Wright, he, he tried to get his hands to it was a footy. I know Ben uh, Dixon kept reminding. Oh, no, not Ben Dixon. I think. It, uh, yeah, it might have been Ben Dixon. Yeah, ben that Dixon, kept Dixon, saying. Yeah, yeah he kept saying. Oh, you have to hands to Well, he did pretty well last year, Ben. Um, yeah, you know, and it was a practice game, but um, yeah, I, I think you know if him and Wiedemann can uh, join well together and uh, you know, throughout the season and and a few of those marks along with Harry Jones. Uh, you know, even though young and developing, it that forward line looks a lot more stronger than last year mate which was yep. really just you know we just couldn't bank on anyone for yeah. most of the year yep. Except uh, right.
1: yeah yeah no, and that's absolutely right and I think um you know one thing that uh you know much probably to a lot of us and fans displeasure is one thing that we've we've seen from reading the training reports on blitz so um you know thanks to uh to scotty knackers and and the rest of the gang for the training reports on blitz um it's fantastic to see um but one thing that will be a feature um is that we continuing with the you know bomb long to the forward line um but i mean yeah so previously that hasn't worked because you know it's been either waller in there or at best um stringer and maybe right um so it's it's always been um you yeah, know individual focused um and, and often doesn't suit that particular player but to be able to have the options of um of Jones uh right as as the tools and then uh now having some uh, some small forwards to choose from and and really there's quite a few players who could actually um play that role James um it it does make a lot more sense now um you know, and because like in the game, even though they weren't taking their marks, uh, you didn't see the likes of Wiedemann and, and Wright leading for the same footy. Um, likewise Jones was um, you know, a bit further up the ground able to go for his own marks. Um so it functioned a lot better. And when it got brought to ground, you had the the likes of Walla, Davey, Menzi all able to pounce and uh and kick a couple of cheeky goals and um yeah, that was that was brilliant to see for mine. Um our, our entries inside forward fifty still need a bloody lot of
0: work. i to oh, keep um, Some of the kicking, there was like there was, I think it was uh, even D'Ambrosio. He, mm. he he tried to spot one lesson than play against three goal played players. Good a kick as he is, Yep. That was just the you know rubbish, and then he got returned wrongly up the other end. And mm. you know because we've seen that over and over again, um, you would hope that. Yeah, that's something that we'll work on you know, before round one because, yeah, they Decision s- making really does hurt you, yeah. Um, and we know now the AFL is so strong on rebound footy where mm. you turn the footy over, you just get burnt,
1: yeah. They do say though that like the wind was a significant factor of the game. Um, and I think that was easily seen, like, depending on who was up one one end or another, uh, they generally kicked the more goals, uh, but also, uh it's not like there was a lot of room in the pockets. Uh, it's quite a thin ground, um, particularly in that forward line there, so not a lot of room to spread and all that. So, yeah, that's got to be taken into consideration. Um, yeah, but as I say, James, uh, let's, let's hope they work on that because, um, you yeah, know, certainly we've seen too many times uh, in the recent few, recent past um, where um,
0: yeah, the end-to-end footy just, just cuts us up. Yeah. Um, I was impressed with Baldwin um, mm. playing Full back it seemed and you know that's that was out of necessity i think because yeah. um obviously a lot of our backs were out um so thatcher was out and you know we know about cox and reed and there's a few others that you know uh, they could uh possibly play but i thought um baldwin did quite well in his uh in the, in the contest and although he has given away a few centimeters um did very well out in, in the full back.
1: yeah that's it mate um you know, against Moby Chole, um and uh, you know, Levi Casbolt, who are, you know, big units. Um, as you say, he he does lack for height against those two. Uh, but he's a strong boy, mate. Um, held his ground. Um, and yeah, I, I thought he's actually quite impressive. Um, you know, to to stand in for that role. Um, you know, able to get a fist in every now and then. And when he did get the foot, he used it quite well. Um, which I think um you know sets him apart um uh, you know from someone like a Kelly um who might I mean he's not he's not much faster but um you know has like has more runs on the board as part of, as a sort of lockdown uh defender but it's his kicking um and more the the time it takes him to dispose uh which sometimes makes him a bit of a liability whereas Ball was um was quite solid on the day so um I'm not sure how much time he's, he's really practised there, but I know he's been doing a lot of work with um, with Hurley. Um, uh, so I guess that's more positioning and things like that. And that definitely came into play on the day. So, no, I thought Baldwin, um, you know, held his own, uh, which is great to see because I, there was almost a bit of a worry, um, you know, given, uh, <laughs> you know, the poor bloke, he's coming back from two knee breakers, Um but unfortunately, like last year, he didn't perform on the AFL stage. At VFL, he did quite well. He often kicked a few goals. Um, so to be able to apply his skills uh, to a backline role, I, th- I thought it was uh, quite good. So, um, you know, there's a few more strings uh, to his bow for Baldwin. And there's uh, there might be an AFL uh, career uh, in waiting for him still. Yeah, well,
0: he's still only 20-odd years old. I think he's mm. only 20. Um, yeah, so 20. he's um he's, he's certainly got time on his side. Um, And it's just to be about his mobility, I think. That's his, you know, to uh, keep developing that. Um, Mm. As you say, having those two major knee injuries um, would certainly make it tougher. But I think he's uh, he's certainly shown some glimpses that there's a player there um, that has to keep working. Probably the last player I mentioned, mate, that was nice to see was another one of our additions is Um, Wiedemann. Kicked the first goal, a nice snap. Um that's taken pretty good mark. And look, um, you know, he, he looked pretty good in the red and black mode. I think he's gonna, you know, we, he was a the, the point of need, I think. We, we mm. did need that you know, third option, you know, we need you know, Harry Jones won to be injury wise free. Yeah. Um you know, we need Peter Wright to play at his level last year, but still I thought we were a bit lacking in height and at, in a key uh, position post up forward. Yep. And I think um Wienerman looked like he could certainly add to the mix. And you know, particularly when you add a stringer to that, um, you know, we don't look such a dwarf side out there, you know, uh, the relying yep. on the likes of wealthy and Perkins to big goals to get competitive scores.
1: Yeah, that's it, James. Um, you know, like at a, at a few nice moments, didn't star, uh, but I think, you know, he's he's obviously got to work himself into the chemistry of the side and all the rest of it. Um, but the big thing for me, um, yeah, where he added the most benefit really, um, was uh, his ruck work, um you yeah, which might be surprising to some su- to some, but um, you know, last year obviously, you yeah, you'd sort of have, have Draper um or um or Peter Wright, you know, sharing those ruck duties. And and quite often if if Peter Wright was um was up the ground, yeah, fulfilling those ruck duties. Uh, we had no focal point up in the forward line. Um, so what Wiedemann allows us to do is, um, you know, it's, it allows Wright to remain in the forward line. He can go up there, and he actually accounted quite well for himself, I thought, Jane. You know, gone up some, against some uh, quality rucks like wits, um, I, I thought he, um, uh, you know, battled quite well. Um, so, yeah. It's not only that, you know, taller forward setup, it's it's what he allows us to do. And he's certainly a lot more mobile, um, you yeah, know, than a Phillips, say. Um, he knows his system and uh, you know, I suppose he's a bit stronger in his body than Brian currently. Um so I, th- I think there's um, there's a place from the side. Um if he takes it with both hands, Jane. Um uh so yeah, I thought it was quite promising. Um, so I'll look forward to seeing, uh, yeah, have that combination goes in future.
0: Yeah, I did say it was the last one. Another player that caught my eye, mate, one of our draftees, um, Bob Lewis Hayes looked pretty good, um, you know, considering his age. He looked mm. like he did a really good job, um, you know, in his first, you know, taste of footy. Yeah,
1: he did, mate. Um, oh, no, pretty solid, obviously. Uh, you know, he's got a a bit of eating and a bit of gym work um, to go before you know he snaps up a spot in the senior side. But he, he didn't look overawed at all, so I thought um, no, he did well the young bloke.
0: Yeah, well, I just think it's an area we need to keep developing is that defenders. And I know the injuries to Zach Reid probably hurts the last couple of years. Where we haven't got that development into him. Yeah. Um. And you know, there's talks. You know, Nick Cox has been considered play down back. Um. Brad Scott basically said he hadn't made his mind up on Nick Fox yet. You know, he's shown the ability to play across the ground, Mm. but he'd like to find a a set piece for him. Um, So that'll be interesting to see what to play out of it. In the interim, while we've got them on the sidelines, um, yeah, our back line in the key position areas. does look quite, let's say, quite flimsy. Um, Yeah. Yeah, especially against some of these big brutes that they'll be playing against mm. when you when you think looking at the list mate probably Zerk sir and um Ridley and Laverde are, 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 are you know key position players mm. um you can see they can easily be outsized against some some of the better sides and yeah um yeah we certainly need an area that's an area we need to develop uh yeah, going forward um mm. Because you know, they're going to be giving away many kilos against some of the, the brutes of the uh, AFL competition. Yeah, definitely that. All right, let's have a break, mate, and come back. We're going to we'll quickly do the uh, best 22 for round one, our expectations or our guess of the round one side. And uh, just finally before that, we'll just say uh, our next game against St Kilda this weekend uh, on Friday night, I think it is again, mate. Um, mm. uh, around the same time, around 4.35 o'clock, Mark, down at Moorabbin. Um So I'm going to venture down there, mate, and, and have a look. And then the following day, we've got our family day on the Saturday. It. So bit of a weekend of putty coming up for the Bomber fans. So uh, let's have a quick break and we'll come back with our best 22 for round one. you're listening to dog's cast all right mate we've got round one not too far away now against the hawk mm. yeah we've got a few injuries as we know with jake stringer um uh, the most notable uh there's uh, a few others you know as we mentioned before about you know, the the cox and reed and Hobbs. Uh, you know touch and go and Stardust has got a long-term injury yeah mm. so yeah, it'd be interesting to see each other's side because I know when I did mine, I um, I really had a lot of problems putting the players I wanted to play as opposed to the players I actually think it's going to play. And yeah, uh, I want to stress that when I read out my side, it's not the players I would like to see play; it's who I think will be selected. And I think you've on uh, your side with the same idea. Yeah, that's it, mate. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, who wants to go first? You want to go first, mate?
1: Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll break the ice
0: mate um
1: so and I think you know for a lot of this um yeah you know, I think for most assessment supporters the backs are fairly fairly set barring maybe one or two differences um, um but yeah no doubt there's there's some other differences And I think um I mean it's always a difficult uh, task to do to set out your your 22 or 23 now uh, to run out Um. But uh, you, know, given the, our current sort of injury list and you know the uh, state of readiness of, of some of our players, um, it was unfortunately made a little bit easier. Uh, but if I go, you know from our, our back line, um, so I've got Redmond, Zerk Thatcher, and Kelly um, right down back. Uh, at center half, I've got McGrath, LaVerdi, and Ridley. Uh, In the centres, I've got Durham, Shield, and Martin. At centre half forward, I've got Langford, Jones, and Perkins. At uh, deep forward, I've got Menzi, Wright, and Alwyn Davey, Jr. uh, With the followers of Parish, Draper, and Merritt. On the bench, I've got Wiedemann, Heppel, Caldwell, and Setterfield. And my sub uh, was Nick Hind. With the emergencies of Baldwin, D'Ambrosio, Waller, and Voss. So, yeah, out of those that I suppose the, the couple I found um, hardest was um, I suppose Kelly's position. Um, you yeah, know, as I mentioned earlier, sometimes his disposal or uh, the time he takes with regards to decision making can make him a bit of a liability at times. Um, so, you know, I, I would have you know almost flipped a coin between him him and um, D'Ambrosio. But I guess for Dem- D'Ambrosio, um, as good as a uh, kick as he is, uh, he's, he's quite short and, yeah, you know, for mine, doesn't yet have the runs on the board to, um, uh, I suppose, take that position off, off Kelly as that sort of lockdown small defender role. Um, so that's where I've gone. Um, but I guess a good decision to have when you've got a competition for spots. Uh, yeah, the other one is, um, you know, I'd love to see Owen Davy Jr. debut. I think he just looked um he looks class, didn't look overawed uh on the day, gave us a lot of run, um, and and a bit of a point of difference um in our team setup and was a good user of the footy. Uh you know, I'd love to say uh I could take that spot, but you know, from watching him during that practice match, uh, as much as he hasn't lost that touch, Shane, uh he's he does seem to me to be lacking for a bit of fitness. Um, yeah, so perhaps um yeah, a few games. Um, you know, in the in the VFL, you yeah, know, developing that fitness base, playing full games um will uh will do him a world of good.
0: Yeah, interesting. Um yeah, like I said, I, I really struggled about leaving some of the names out, you know, and some I really wanted to play. Mm. But, um it was kind of on with how I think the thought will be selected so I've gone with uh, Kelly in the back pocket Zerk Thatcher and Birdie mm-hmm. uh, the half back of Redman Ridley and McGrath the centre line I've got Martin on the wing, Merritt and Langford the half forwards of Perkins Jones and Menzi I've got the forward pocket of Snelling, Wright and Wiedemann and then the- Rux, I've got Draper, Shield, and Parish. And then the interchange bench, um, I've got Guelphie if he gets back in time. Um, Durham, Setterfield, Heppel, and Caldwell. And the emergencies as uh, Ambrosio, Baldwin, AMT, and Hind. Um, yeah, so again, I really I'm a bit disappointed I couldn't get at least one more small forward, like you said, mate, in either Davy or AMT in that side. Mm-hmm. But I just found it difficult to see who would come out. So my out will be if Guelphie doesn't make it by round one, um, pick one of those small forwards to replace him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, as I said, the rest of the side, I'm, you know, I'm wondering if it if – it, like with the Hawks, um, mate, they're – they're in a young team as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really good chance for us to start the season well. So it's gonna be really uh you know, really good day. Yeah, you, you know, going to the footy and being back at the G. Um, I'm really looking forward to that and you know, got my ticket. So uh really hoping to see the boys uh train well the next few weeks and before that game. Yeah,
1: bloody ass, mate. Um Will be exciting to see. Um yeah, I mean out of those like um yeah, just as a discussion point, I guess. Um so I mean you've gone with Snelling and I can see why you go with that. Like he does have runs on the board in terms of um you yeah, know, he's played uh what fifty odd games of um of AFL level footy. Um yeah, it does show an ability to, to find the ball. Um and uh yeah, potentially Giving him that uh you know pocket roll, um, yeah, might might suit him. Um uh but it was just, yeah, last year when he did come back, I mean he was obviously short of a gallop, um, yeah, you know, come back from injury and all the rest of it. Um, but I yeah, sort of wondered at his um, I suppose the, the role he was playing in the side there. But as you say, if he's given a more uh you know defined role, that might um sort of help him. Um and I think one thing yeah both of us left hind out of the side uh if I'm not wrong Jane um yeah he's
0: I've got him in the
1: main seat. Yep. yeah yeah I mean like like I've got him as a sub but like um like neither as Factory as uh like a lock for our 22 and I think um that comes off the back of um you know his lack of uh I suppose defensive application Jane um yeah but also sometimes his decision making. I mean, you know, previously he's he's been absolutely blinder for us. Like, yep, got great running carry. And um he sometimes single handedly has, has um you know got us up and about when we seemed on the canvas, um, just with his electrifying pace and uh he does have an ability to um you know kick really well. Um, but I mean on the weekend we just saw that, you know, yeah, you can break the lines, but Defensively, um, he's not as strong and, and his decision making left a lot to be desired. Um so I think, you know, this potentially is a you know uh the kick up the ass um Hind might need um to uh you know refocus himself. Um I would hope so anyway, um because he, he definitely has um you know the the talent and ability uh to to hold a position in the side. Um but he's gonna have to fight for it. So, um, yeah, these are obviously good uh, good problems to have, but I just thought, uh, yeah, one worth um, worth raising.
0: Yeah, of course. And, like, I actually really like watching DeCoyne play, especially offensively. But it's his defensive action being so poor, you know, from what I've seen. Yeah. Like, so many times I've been to games where I've just watched him run way up forward and his play is just lurking at the back. Yeah, I'll waltz into goal, and you know that comes down to coaching as well. Um, but from all the messaging from Brad Scott, you know, the defense is going to be a real uh, one to watch, and I think um, this will be spelled out to home, you know, that you have to value defense more. You know, we love your offense, but you still also have to, you know, neg- neg- negate your opponent, you know. So, mm. Um, you have to own that part of it as well. And, yeah. um, you know, as again, I, I really like Nick Hyne bursting, you know, from the up back point, mate, with a ball in hand and watching him run up the ground. But, um, you yeah, know, footy's two ways. You've got to be able to work both ways. And, um, you know, that's where you'll have to prove to Brad that he can do that. And, mm-hmm. um, you yeah, he may well play around one, you know. And if he does, but, you know, I, I hope he does. Yeah, and plays with that offensive player, but also trying to keep those Hawks players from being able to walk into goals because they've got some dangerous smalls, mate, that can mm. that can hurt you. So, yep. yeah, that's basically my decision you're making behind that. But, mm. um, yeah, the ones i struggled with, like, as you brought up with Snelling, mate, um, you know, I, I didn't think he played very well at all last year. I thought it, you know, he did have injury concerns and then, when he played, he looked almost uh, yeah, unnoticeable at times and you'd see his stat line really represented that. Mm. Um, so I, I basically picked him on his standing within the group. You know, um, Can the others beat him at this point in time? Um, and so round one selection will be a real strong suggestion on who Brad Scott has been most impressed with. So I'm really looking forward to the actual side being named. Um, but I just think that, uh, you know, there's, there's certainly spots available for the blokes like AMT and, and Elwin Davy and even Tex Wanganeen. Um, you know, Pat Voss looked like he, he had a few tricks, mate, um, yeah. from Friday. So yeah, there's spots available. Uh, it's just where their standing is at the moment. Um only Brad Scott will know that and um we'll see that as a you know as, as we get closer to round one.
1: That's it. just on uh Tex I mean, um, yeah, you know, he showed some some real flair, like he's uh, he just seems like a natural small mm. forward. Um it's just his lack of composure, I think, um yeah, let him down on the day. And obviously I think he's coming back from a bit of sh- surgery over the preseason, Jane. Um so he seems a bit short of a gallop. Um uh but those shots at goal, um I mean 98 times out of a hundred he would have kicked those, but just um you know, perhaps uh, some over enthusiasm um meant he wasn't as uh, you know assured as he as he could have been with the footy in hand. So he'll do well developing in the in the VFL for a while, but he's one we can certainly look forward to developing uh, as the season progresses.
0: Yeah, now um just want to quickly discuss uh the bombers decided not to use the uh SSP signing period, hmm. um, and they've left a spot potentially available for the mid-season draft, depending on Jaden Davies' um, status. Um, so I believe he was going to go on the long-term injury um, hmm. list, but uh, you know now we're giving it until, you know, when's the um, mid-season draft? Maybe around the, the, uh, May or June? Or yeah,
1: th- I think it around May.
0: Yeah. So um, we'll see where Jaden is after that that period um whether that spot's still available or if we've picked up another long-term injury mate which is mm. so um but uh, i was very interested to see the vfl findings um obviously tom phillips coming from collingwood hall play with us um uh, the one fresh to hand mate uh quinton from mm. geelong uh was training at richmond was overlooked and uh, he had three options. Apparently, you he, he could go to Tigers VFL program, uh, he could go back to WA, or he could. Um, we uh, we made a late offer for him to play with us in the VFL, and he's elected to do that. So that's that's interesting. And you know, I wonder if the lure of the having another selection available in the mid-season draft, he's backing himself in to win it.
1: Yeah, it's um, you know, a shrewd pickup by us because i think he's, he's definitely one of those players who who shows a bit at afl level uh, but it's never managed to, to find his spot on the side and you know obviously at, at geelong they're sport for choice um so it's a bit hard to break through that lineup um so i guess for him it's just yeah it's got to be hard work and um consistent application of effort um not even just over um over the course of the the pre-season and um and games, but you know, within within games like four quarters of footy, um, because uh yeah, I mean his body size, his um his his ability to play, it's all there, Jane. Um, you know, if he applies himself, um it uh you know he can, there's certainly a spot on the side for him. So um and, it, and it's good to have competition um for spots. Um you know as you go on um you know a bit later with the other uh, VFL signings um, yeah potentially there's at least four blokes vying for that spot um and uh all of them could be in with a shot if they put their best foot forward so um am I'm, I'm pretty glad um that we've uh yeah I suppose held the trigger um uh because you know we, we've seen over the last recent years that uh, we've made some good decisions um in the mid-season pickup uh, you know snelling yarum um uh and obviously last year with the SSP we, we picked up Martin uh, not last year but yeah um yeah oh no it was last yeah, year last year yeah yeah, it was,
0: yeah. Been, uh, uh, it was Martin and Wanganate
1: yeah um so um yeah it's uh yeah it's good to have um you know such hot comp- competition for spots and all of them um can absolutely play on their day. Yeah uh,
0: another player that's um been training with us is Brad Lynch. Uh, he's mm-hmm. an ex-Bulldog. He played at Southport last year uh, up in the Gold Coast. Uh, so he's another player, mate. Um, uh, Toby Murray is a rough forward from Murray Bushrangers, signed on. And then Jack Cleaver who was training for the SSP spot, mate, from East Breo. Um, he's elected to stay in Melbourne and play with our Via side as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which is Again, uh, a sign that maybe he's backing himself into you know put his name up for that spot, but as um Essendon have chosen to do uh in the past, these mid season draft, they like to look at Richmond's VFL side, so um, <laughs> we'll see if uh anything comes of that, but uh, yeah, so our, our side is you know we've still got a, an opening uh, you know, on paper and. That'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But I'm um, again like looking forward to supporting the VFL teams as well. Um, you know, in their in their quest to you know have a much better start than life year, mate. If you remember, I think mm. lost their first ten games or something like that. Yeah, you know, it was a real tough go. And so um, you know, with the new coach, Lee Judah, um but, or new old coach, I should say, mm. taking over from Brent Stanton, uh Brent then uh, that'll be interesting to see. Um how this development on um, this key area that Brad Scott holds uh, so strong, uh, how that will be played out throughout the year. Because uh, Lee Tudor, who spoke on uh, the Essendon Football Club website, said that um, you know they're going to play the same way as the senior side. Hmm. They're going to use the same terminology. So there's no confusion. You, know, you play for the AFL or the BFL team. They have the same kind of system and and. Uh, language surrounding coaching for that, so I think that's a smart idea as well. Yeah, bloody oath, Um It's
1: uh, and, and uh, yeah, Lee Shooter was really excited um, for the year. Like, you know, you've got blokes coming back, you got new people coming in. Um, so yeah, they're, they're starting to yeah, um, I suppose build, I suppose a bit more um, continuity in that side. Obviously, uh, you know, all VFL. Sides have uh, been knocked around from the COVID situation, um, so yeah, and, and us in particular, we were so young last year. Um, so to build uh, a bit of continuity in the side, get some fresh talent in, um, yeah, should be uh, should be really good. And you know, given our list currently, Jane, uh, we've actually got a, a lot of um, competition for spots, which means you have some quite talented blokes in the VFL. Um, you know, hoping to kick down the door to get in the uh, in the ones. Um so yeah, you are thinking of you know obviously Waller um Hobbs when he gets back from injury, Sardis when he gets back from injury, Guelphie uh, when he gets back. Um same thing with with Cox, Reed. Um, and then you'd have blokes who might be just on the fringes, like a D'Ambrosio or a Baldwin, Voss. Um, so there's gonna be uh, yeah, plenty of competition for spots, Jamma, which I think bodes well for our VFL um side in terms of um, performance and what we expect there. Uh but as you say, if they're um you yeah, know now building everything off the same foundation that uh you know what you do for AFL training will be the same for, for VFL, it'll be much easier for blokes to come into that one side. Um and perhaps uh you know, previously, uh where they were sort of operating off two different uh, systems having more development coaches will also um, assist with that Jane, um and I note um yeah you know, with our AFL um uh, side obviously we've got um yeah you know, Travis cloak um coming in um and uh uh you know I think he's going to help with the um, VFL as well uh, but also Natalie Wood uh, is going to help with the development side um of, uh, of our of our um, AFL ones, so um yeah everything's coming together quite well, and I'm uh, I'm pretty excited for uh, the
0: VFL side. Yeah, coming into this year, yeah, it should be very good. Um, one whisper from that I've heard, mate. Um, don't be surprised if Rhett Montgomery plays a bit bit of footy this year in the one. So mm. uh, keep an eye out for that. Apparently, he's impressed and um and plays that. Halfback length roll very well. Obviously. Uh you know, and has got pretty good kick on him. So we'll have to keep an eye out for uh Rhett and Montgomery. Beautiful. Um all right, mate, let's do our last bit, which is our predictions, um, which we like to do each year. Um you lead us off, mate, and I'll follow you.
1: Yeah, beautiful. So I'll go with the individual uh award predictions first, uh and then we'll Potentially have a crack at where we reckon Essendon's going to um, yeah, land up at the end of the season. Uh, so for goal kicking award, I'm going to go for Peter Wright. I think you know kicking fifty odd goals last year. Um, uh, yeah, it's going to be very hard to uh, to beat him if he stays fit and, uh, and keeps kicking straight. Uh, so Peter Wright's my pick there. Yeah,
0: I'll go to save there, mate. I can't mm. see anyone beating him this year. Um, particularly with uh, Stringer starting the season potentially on a sideline with that hamstring injury. Mm. Yeah. Um, the next one I'll go is the best and fairest.
1: Um, yeah, I think Zach Merritt. He's taken it out a few times already, Jane. Um, and I actually think he's probably one of the few players that uh, you give him the captaincy and yeah, he'll uh, continue to perform, if not just as well, potentially even better. Um, uh, especially yeah, with a a more cohesive um, lineup, like everyone playing towards the same system, um, hopefully less confusion around what we're doing, uh, which will allow Zach Merritt to perform all the better. So he's he's going to be my best and fairest pick for this year, mate. Yeah,
0: look, I'm going to have to say the same, mate. I, I, he seems like a Monty, and I, I know that's mm. silly because we haven't even had a game, but um, yeah, like I I kind of expect him to go to another level, like you and. Um, I think he's going to do well. But um, let me just put a, a name in there that, will be under, that I think will do quite well this year is Nick Martin as well. So yeah. keep, keep an eye on him. I think he'll, he could, yeah, having his first pre-season, he could have a, a big uh, uplift.
1: Yeah, well, that's it. All the uh, Blitz training watchers um, speaking very highly of his pre-season, um, his ability to cover the ground, so a lot more fitness, um, and, uh, you know, he's obviously worked on his body, so a bit more strength. So, yeah, he's uh, absolutely one that could contend uh, right up there. Um, uh, and he's the one I'm going to go for most improved, Jane. I mean, I know he, he did well last year. Um, but as you say, like with that pre-season, um, I reckon he'll go to another level. So he'll be my pick for most improved for this yeah. year. Well, I actually think
0: it's going to be Archie Perkins, mate. I think he's mm-hmm. going to elevate to the next level again. I know I use that terminology, but I think that's the only way you can say you know he's coming into his third year. I think um he's primed to you know have a big impact and I think he'll play a lot on on ball mm. um and you know rest down forward but I, I still think he's gonna have a a massive spike in his performance. So I'm gonna say Archie Perkins for most improved. Yeah brilliant
1: uh the last one I've got here James so the Best first year player. Uh, I'm going to go for Alwyn Davy Jr. Um, as I mentioned before, he just seems he seems like a class of the level. Um, his his pace and uh, ability to find the footy um, was just a real point of difference uh, that I saw from watching that practice match. And I know that's all it is a practice match, but you know, training watchers have also um, commented highly on on how effective he's been at training. Like we've seen plenty of highlights. Like how hey, he's just able to pinpoint a pass. Uh, so I reckon he'll feature uh, in quite a few games over the course of the season. Uh, what about you, mate? Who's your best first-year player?
0: Well, I'm going to go with that prediction I said earlier, Rep Montgomery. I think he'll uh, he'll uh, he might elevate himself to playing a fair game, a fair bit of footy in the senior side. Um, so I know it's a bit left field because you know um, he's probably not that well known to us, but uh, yeah, apparently he's been. Know, pretty impressive and you know, could you know could make his way into the side sooner rather than later so yeah, on that um and I, i'm like you mate i'm terribly excited to watch Owen and the heavy it always uh scares me yeah you know, when i see those light frames mate. uh mm. yeah you know, it's, it's hard to stick out a season when you've got big bodies coming against you but uh yeah yeah i just think um yeah i'll, I'll go with the more senior. A ready player in Brett Montgomery for that award. Mm, uh, yeah. Great. And what's your next prediction, mate? Where are we going to finish? Is that yeah,
1: it? that's it. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm sort of tempering expectations as, you know, as excited as I am with, with some of our, our players. I do think um, uh, our performances over the course of the year uh, will have our ups and downs. Um, uh, so I'm I'm probably going for around that uh yeah 12th on the ladder um i just don't feel we've got enough of those leaders uh, on every area of the ground that you sort of need to to straighten us up when things aren't going our way uh, just yet um you know yes we've got uh good players um but um you know you think of our backs like yep they're solid but we've got no one for those monster monster back monster forwards um, uh, which which does sort of worry me, um, you know, against the small forwards of the competition. Um, like yes, we've got Kelly and it's good seeing McGrath going back down there now. Um, but I think we're sort of unproven, just as of yet to to lock those down. Um, and uh, yeah, I just think we've got a lot of development. Our, uh, you know, whether it's our defensive structures, um, our Decision-making and, and disposal all need a lot of work. So I think, you know, around that 12th mark is where I sort of see us um, for 2023. But what about yourself, mate?
0: Yeah, again, um, I'm going to quote Brad squad here. Um, he, he said, like, how does improvement get recognised at Essendon? And it may not be on the back of weeks. Um, so he said everywhere in the competition sides have improved especially those those top eight or nine clubs mate they've they've added so much to their list and you know senior bodies and you know big names um so sometimes it's hard to keep climbing the ladder so i'm gonna say we're gonna finish 13th, mate and it sounds quite low but um you know i think we'll start the season pretty well i think our draw is pretty friendly the first four or five games but um Mm. Yeah, you know, as you said, mate. When you play against those big bodies, and you know, you, know, you don't have the size or the or the uh, you know strong fitness base that some of these senior programs have at other clubs, um, you, know, you can be found wanting. Mm. So yeah, I, I think it's going to be a slow build, but I think we're going to improve rapidly as the years go on. But yeah, next this year, sorry, I'm just not uh, seeing us rapidly rise up the ladder. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I think
1: that's that's
0: fair enough. So, as you said, mate, in some ways we're tempering ourselves, and uh, you know we'll be greedy. You know, I'd take a top eight finish, mate. But um, at this stage, I just can't see it, happening. But you know, I'll be there at every game, regardless. So, um, yeah, I'll be looking forward to watching the boys play and and watching them improve as the year goes on, and you know just watching this new Essendon, which basically that's what it is yeah, at every mm-hmm. level. Has been a real reset, and um, yeah, we needed that.
1: Yeah, but yes, we did.
0: All right, mate. Well, that's our first episode back. Um, you know, hello to everyone, and hope for a great uh, season. You know much better than last year, even if it's not in terms of wins. Just you know, where we can see some real, you know, real direction from the club to show us, you know, how we're going to improve in the years ahead. So, yeah, uh, buckle in, everyone, and get ready yeah. for a exciting uh 2023 and yeah, yeah. just uh just sorry yeah, just, sorry, uh,
1: sorry just quickly i uh, just wanted to give a shout out to uh to brennan from broad beach um ran the gold coast 5k um recently um pretty sure it was in the afternoon too and um look i've uh i've done a couple of you know longer runs at a gold coast and <laughs> it's pretty bloody humid it's tough going so um uh right on to brennan for um for getting involved there, and um. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, as much as we've tempered expectations, let's, let's hope for exciting season ahead. Yeah. And
0: uh, yeah, well, I'm Brendan. And uh, as we go, go, Bombers. That's it. Go, Don's. See you, mate.